ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to the X-Wing segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. We are blessed to finally have competitive event results to talk about. It has long have we waited for what? Almost a month now where we, the most we've had is like 20 man store championships or eight person events. But no, this week we are grateful to our friends over at the Gold Squadron podcast for providing us with fodder for tonight's episode. Speaking of tonight's episode, Drew, go ahead and introduce yourself. Don't choke on your pants, director. Sweet Jesus, we're doing this again. Jeff? Why, why <laughs> would we do it again? It's awesome. Um, okay. Hold on. I, I got I to gotta think of a good one. Um, what's a good one? Um, it, it was either... Essentially navigating your pants or approximately 364 million to one? That's pretty good. Thank, thank That's you. a good one. I like that. I just came up with that off the top of my head. Yeah. I was just going to say right. Yarp from uh, yeah. Hot Fuzz, but yeah, that, that popped in the my head. Greatest, <laughs> the greatest parody action movie ever made, Hot Fuzz. Yes. I will say that. Oh, I love it. Um, one of my favorite things is actually to listen to the actor's commentary is literally anything involving uh, Edgar Wright and uh, help me with it. Sean Simon Pegg. And, uh, I'm yep, Simon yep. Pegg. Thank you. So, uh, the... Shaun of the Dead was pretty fantastic, but um, Hot Fuzz is my favorite of the Cornettos. All right. So uh, before we get into this, let me just say it off the top. Rigged, um, because the two players in the final were both members of Gold Squadron Podcast, Mr. William Hagwood and Ryan Staniszewski. I apologize if I got your name wrong, sir, but I'm pretty sure I got it right. And the only um, two members of Gold Squadron Podcast with beards, by the way. You know, if beards were an X-Wing superpower, I would be much better at it than I am. I'm just saying, you know, if you're talking rigged, obviously. Well, I mean, their powers their powers were magnified, right? Because now everyone has to stay at home and do nothing. And the neckbeards, that's what they do best, right? Like, <laughs> it just got, their, their, their power was just focused. They they pulled an old uh, Atani Mind Link. What does Atani Mind Link do? It gives you focus. So. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, the winning list is going to sound familiar, although probably a little bit distant. Uh, Whisper with Passive Sensors and Fifth Brother, a stock Grand Inquisitor, and Vader with FCS and Afterburners. Yeah, that's uh, what, in case anyone's wondering. Passive Sensors, passive sensors and Afterburners. Uh, no, Vader, the winning list had FCS. Oh, really? According, well, to, when... according to this. Yeah, according to this, uh, Vader FCS afterburners. So he he gave he, he paid a point to get the bid on the mirror. That's, That's interesting. <laughs> uh, yep. And in the finals, he beat what turned out to be one of the crowd favorites, uh, very close to what Mr. Caleb Wong ran uh, at Worlds. Finn plus heroic adaptive optics and perceptive copilot. Rose plus GA ninety seven. Uh, the new hotness, probably one of the most undercosted ships in the game, ZZ Tlo with crack shot and optics, Greer with heroic and optics, and Jeff's girl Zari with heroic and optics. Uh, you got the whole kid and caboodle in there. It'd make all of us happy. <laughs> probably one of the worst possible matchups for Ryan's list. Yeah, maybe the worst we, overall. And unfortunately, he did get more or less crushed. He got destroyed um, through no like I like we want to be perfectly clear through no fault of his own. 
even Ollie has said on multiple occasions his list is undercosted because it is. Well, it's like so there's no- there there were four there were four of that list and 148 players. Um, three of them made top 16, and one of them was number 51. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I I mean we're just lucky that half the field doesn't fly it basically. We really are. Speaking of, uh, the, I believe the Canadian, uh, I believe he's Canadian, Mark De Bruyne, uh, who I think picked up either either he won a system open or he was very close to winning a system open last year. Uh, came in eighth overall in Swiss and went out in the first round with the same list. And then, as we said, the man himself, the handsomest man in X-Wing, Ali Pocknell, was third overall after Swiss and went out in the round of 16. So the list is not unbeatable, but... In a field of 148 and, and, players, when three of them run the same list and they all make the cut, you can make a pretty easy inference, you know, what a skilled and, player uh, will do with that list. Right, right. And they were all running passive sensors except for... Um, will Hagwood. Uh, will uh, Hagwood, yeah, with with FCS on Vader. Yeah, it's um I mean you and I, Vince, we I mean, as soon as Ollie ran it and, and he you know, he won with it and we started putting it on the table, it's it I mean it's just it's crippling how ugh, how good force is, especially when it's multiplied by, you know, each ship having no less than one, right? And and you could uh, with such a you could make the argument I, I, I won't say that Whisper it has as good as having a Force token, uh, a second Force token, but she's very close. Um, Whisper I mean, she multiplies... Has access, Whisper yeah, multiple tokens. Whisper has access to more defensive mods than either of the other two ships in a turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But is, of course, rolling less defense dice. But, you know, yes. I mean, well, again, she's, it is, she's, she's basically her own... She's got an evade, and she can get another evade, and um, mm-hmm. she has the force for the for the focus. She is basically like a droid swarm, like all wrapped up in one. Right? She doesn't need to use someone else's token. She can use her own multiple times. Right? Like, yep. No. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm just gonna. It's just big orange numbers and force, and it's just. I I just don't, you know, you you can't the the changes that they made mattered. Um, but obviously they just didn't matter enough. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's just like that. It's too good having the big orange numbers and having force to back it up is just it's too good. Yeah, and we should when we say uh, when we talk about the changes, everyone did kind of agree at the time that their their goal obviously was to get more generics in the game. And they did. I mean, even even with what you could argue was a very heavy lean in the direction of Force and Imperial Aces. Boy, that sounds familiar. Um, there were, you know, there were some changes. Uh, a Rack and Mini Swarm mm-hmm. managed to crack uh, not only the top 16, but the top four. Mr. Richard Sher- uh, Herman. I almost said Sherman. Um, I've been thinking football lately. I miss it. Uh, Nicholas God. I believe is a gentleman from Worlds last year who brought that crazy scum list that cracked the, cracked the top sixteen. There's a Drea uh, Renthal in there. Uh, oh, yeah, I was just yes. about to say that. Mm-hmm. Yep, but with five cartel spacers with auto blasters. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention one here that was 
16th in Swiss, guy sneaking into the cut with Sarisu and a tractor beam, four cartel spacers with auto blasters and two mining guild sentries. Um, well, yeah, but that s- was God. Yeah, exactly. God himself. I mean, that, um, you know, you can't, at least the you Dutch can't God. Keep God out. No. The Kami, uh, the Kami, the Kami has entered. I mean, 1616, right? There we go. Yep. And then uh, there was, of course, the obligatory droid swarm, at least one. Uh, the TA-175 and five trade drones with energy shell charges and struts for Mr. Dylan Fernandez coming in eighth overall. And then the Torkoal Swarm has managed to survive with uh, Dutch Co. the Gold Squadron podcast. I think probably the biggest surprise on this list is James Ritter at 16. Or six I overall, I should say. Six after Swiss. That's very impressive. With uh, little Ant- Kid Flash, Passive, and Proton Torps. Uh, Barebones Padme. Yes, that's right, Padme. Uh, Luminar with CLT and Barebones Wolf. I think that's easily the most impressive list anyone uh, made the cut with in this tournament. Do you think some of these lists are are because of the way this tournament was done as far as format-wise, being that they were playing online? I've noticed that there are you know quite a lot of swarms. They're, they're all scum swarms, though. And there's only like one or two CIS. I'm wondering if this was real life, right? Like they all were at a tournament together. Do you think there would have been more CIS, or or do you think the numbers for as far as faction breakdown looks uh, similar to something that you'd see um, if people were playing across the table from each other? Well, let's uh, uh, Jeff. Do you want to jump in on that before I get all cynical about it? Um. I do think I think it's likely that there were fewer droid swarms because I, I imagine that there were there were people who were concerned about these games being their first or or early games with tabletop simulator. Mm. So um, I know that if I were to hop into a tabletop simulator tournament, I would be looking to fly at most a three or four ship list um, just because, you know, it's it's new to me. And the, the idea of controlling seven or eight ships is, is pretty terrifying in a in a fiddly uh, tech heavy environment like that. Right, but where one misclick time, can knock a ship over, right? Yeah. yeah well, the thing is, is that uh, GSP actually did a really good job of avoiding that. I didn't see too many ships moving. When it wasn't, you know, they're, they're, they had their what what's called the lock function toggled, meaning that if the ship wasn't being instructed to move by either a, a roll, a maneuver, or a focus, it literally does not move. It sticks to the table. Oh, nice. That's so awesome. So they were... Yes, true. Sorry, they were all wearing um, loincloths that said iron on them as soon as you put them down on the table. They're, they're, they're plastered there. Sure, why not? Uh, that you're welcome for that uh, that visit, viewer, listeners. Uh, Drew, you're the best. Um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and you, that's yeah, and you do it well. Uh, I I would say, and I hate to be cynical about this, I almost think it might have been the opposite, Jeff. I think maybe people, the people who were more experienced with TTS realize that because movement and rolls take so much less time and uh, take so much less time in a computer, 
they can't slow the game down with a swarm. I mean, the rolls didn't seem to take less time to me. Rolls seemed to me to take. Sorry, a lot I mean more barrel time. rolls. I mean barrel oh, rolls. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Repositions. Repositions. Essentially, I'm talking about repositions, where it's like you can. There, you don't have to hold down 14 different ships and like templates all over things, and right. have judges come leaning over the table and making sure nobody's pulling any quick ones. Well, you know, keep in I, mind I, that that's that's definitely fair, but there's a difference between perception and what somebody might perceive as reality when they're inexperienced with it. Sure, so. but I think I. I I think if if you just look at the list of people who played in Space Jam, a lot of these are pretty recognizable names. And the other thing is we can't always tell who a lot of the unnamed people are because it was an online tournament. And some people are playing under aliases. Yeah. Right, but no, I do I do think that Vince, you are correct though that the and and of course with all the templates and being and moving, right? Like you barrel roll, you click a button and you barrel roll and that's it. Right? Like yeah. there's no I think the only thing now that you could catch someone on quote unquote catch someone is like, oh, I don't think he's an arc. And it's like, well, you know, you roll an attack die, right? Like it's a 50-50 at this point because it's all on a computer screen and you can't really, you know, discern how, you know, where that pixel, right? Like yeah. uh, intertwines and all that. And, and TTS is, but, we have to say, TTS is not perfect, but it is what we have, you know? Yeah, a lot of these lists look familiar too. Yeah, and you know, I, yeah. in the there's actually a lot of swarms, a lot more than I thought there would be originally. So I, I'm, 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 I'm interested, Vince, in if there was more time given to X-wing, if it was uh, increased from 75 points because they want more ships to be on the table, would it be bad for the game? I think it depends on what you mean bad for the game. Um, I mm. you. Do you mean that games take longer? Do you mean that they sell more products? Do you mean that, you know, like what what's what are we what is the definition of bad for the game that you that you're declaring? I suppose, I suppose people to you know because we we've looked at the data with swarms uh, with with lists and how long they take in in this game now and it's about six turns, right? You get about six turns to play maybe yeah, seven. Yeah, never. Uh, oh, and at the most at the. Right, and and at the most you get like nine, right? Um, my question is, if the if the if rounds were longer, do you think games would actually finish, or or would people drag that out with their swarm? Do you mean would people board each other? Is that what you mean by finish? Uh, I sure, I guess. I mean, because if you, obviously if you if you increase how much time people have to do it, you're gonna have people who go the opposite way. Where they're gonna drag it out just to, right. because that's to their advantage, and then you're gonna have the people like me yep. who are like, "Oh, cool! You just gave me 15 more minutes. Um, I can now play hyper aggro for the for the extra 15 you just for gave the me. remainder of the turn." Yep. Yeah. Like, exactly. Cool. Thank exactly. you for giving me mm. more opportunities to board this guy. Let's rock. Right. It and goes it, both I ways. Think it entirely, if there's it more entirely time, depends on player. Yeah. Right. No, this but is I true. Honestly, this is true. Yeah. I I, I I hate to be suspicious, no, but I wonder if you know that had anything to do with it was with people knowing that the computer was going to take up a lot of the time that they normally use on their swarms and that it was going to lengthen out the game or that it was going to make, uh, there was going to be more turns. I can't help but wondering. Jeff, do you know how long games were for this? 75. Um, Cause I knew, were they still 75? Cause I know sometimes on the computer, they yeah. take longer. 
So wow. the thing about it is that uh, I get that moving ships is is faster, but planning isn't. Um, and, right. And in my experience, especially with experienced eight ship players, it's it's when you get into the thick of things that planning slows crap down. It isn't the it isn't mm-hmm. the moving the ship unless there's a serious traffic jam, and of course that. Um, I don't even know how well TTS handles serious traffic jams, but um, very well. Yeah, that's good. Um, but um, but planning, man, it's just uh, you know, it's like I got to move this ship here, and then this ship here, and then that ship here, and do I want to self bump here? And um, just seems like it's uh, planning is where things always slow down on the on the big swarms, uh, barring people that just aren't slow like you know duncan and stuff um i know i know that for me if i tried to do it i would i would accidentally slow play just trying to plan that many ships you'd bog down and just in in there's too many factors for you to go to be ever be comfortable with so um you, I, uh, you get sucked I, down I, that I, rabbit hole it's it's interesting um I, I really like a lot of the list. I'm just disappointed in uh, what, you know, what bubbled to the top again. I'm just... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the other person that we kind of got to give a shout out to is uh, the first... Let me, let's let let's be clear on this, folks. The, the winning player at the end of Swiss was a two-ship scum list with Dengar in it. And yeah, he was just ahead to be by clear, though, the other ship was Boba Fett. The other ship was Boba Fett, but it's yeah. still Dangar. I mean, Dangar hasn't. When is the last time you saw Dangar at a top table in an extended event? No, it definitely hasn't. But who who told you a while back jump masters were cheap enough to be good? Now, I thought we were specifically talking about spamming them. I I, I don't know if if we've well. I don't know. I, I, that's my. I, I guess I should leave it there. I mean, I did test drive Dangar for the first time a couple weeks ago, and I obliterated the two ship rebel player with him and Gurry. Um, so maybe there is something to the the world has to come back around to Dangar, and I promise you, it's going to happen. I mean, enough people saw this game and are going to talk about it. I mean, shit, we're talking about it. I mean, all you know, three of us uh, that. Somebody might, people might start taking a chance on Dangar in their online events, well, in their just, other online just, events. So look at this: you've got a, a you've got a um, a full, fully outfitted Boba Fett. All right, um, Crackshot, Maul, Proton Bombs, Rigged Cargo Chute, yep, Shield Upgrade, Slave One. All right, a fully outfitted Boba Fett, and then you can still afford this: Dangar Predator. Han Solo, Han ten Solo, gunner. ten point gunner. I was going to say he's, yep. Contraband cybernetics, shield upgrade, punishing one, and the pain droid. Yep, that is the pain droid with you. Yep, that is insane. It is. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say Solo, Solo, and Maul alone. Like I, I'll be honest with you, and I, I, I've been not looking at extended. Um, but I, I, it's crazy to me. Why didn't I see this before? Dengar with, with Han Gunner, like, and, and with the, with the contraband, the shield upgrade and the pain bot, like that's, you have action efficiency. You've got rerolls. It, 
Yep. I mean, yep. He, he's wow. expensive and, and it's a red focus. And that's like, you know, that's <laughs> the hats off to this NO guy because it's a red focus. And if he uses it a lot, I hope he's turning left. <laughs> I just, well, the, the, we never saw his games on stream, unfortunately. I, I don't know how no. we never got Dangar on stream, but, you know, yeah. the bias remains. Having played Dengar only the once, I just put him all the way on the right side of the board, and I said, you're going to fly inside of me at some point, or we're going to bump, and I assume you don't want to bump. Like, that was literally it. I just yeah. I just played chicken. Like, you're going to turn in at some point, and then I'm going to turn left after you, and that's where all my blues are. I'm perfectly fine with this. I mean, and, and that, sort of, that sort of tactic does work, because Fett can dive in and get out of there. Especially yeah. with the proton bombs and the rigged cargo chute, uh, with the extra shield, it, like it's, and of course, Maul with cracks. Like, oh my gosh, it's, it is a fully tooled Jeff, and they, I, I want to put it on the board because I think it's awesome, but at the same time, you know, it, it is it too much? It's, it's, it's very clear. A couple of these upgrades. Well, okay, let's let's examine this. We all know that Boba Fett is going to go up in points again if there is any justice in the world. Uh, let's put it that way. If there is justice, Boba Fett will go up again. Is Dangar really... Uh, is, is Dangar himself too good for his points? I don't... I mean, I don't... I don't I don't know. We don't have enough data. Well, I, if, if you saw this, and you saw... And look, I mean, he ran fucking wild. That's six games, and his average MOV was 100 and... Was what? 105? 305, right? 305. So plus 105, right, on his opponent? Yeah. Yep. Um, that's not an overwhelming margin of victory. No. Really what he's talking about is he lost Dengar every game, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. He, we don't – the condition Fett was probably somewhere in the six-hole, eight-hole area because that's where he ends up unless, the unless you know, Fenn dies in the first three rounds. Um. Rig cargo shoot, you could cut, honestly. I think most of us would probably start there if we wanted to. I'd, I'd rather have contraband than rig cargo shoot, but... Yep, nope, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm with you, Jeff. Yeah, Contra contraband all the way. You could... I took shield upgrade on Dengar because, you know, you need... A, a two-shield no, list I, needs I'm, every health... I, I'm good with shield upgrade on Dengar. I'd have that in hyperspace if it were legal in hyperspace. Um, um, yep. I think yep. everybody would take shield upgrades over hull upgrade if we could. Jeff, keep going. Um, so you know, if it were if it were me, I would have contraband instead of rigged, and I'd have fearless instead of crack shot, and that would be that would be it. It would otherwise be the same. Um, we're we're sort of heading toward this fallacy that we see we see a lot, where a ship does really well in a tournament, and we're like, is that ship too good? So. The answer is you need more data because uh, honestly, let's if you do a mind experiment where every ship and every upgrade is actually perfectly balanced, it would never be a surprise to see any ship finish in number one position, right? So true. Maybe Dengar and Fat Dengar. <laughs> Let's be honest. Maybe Dengar is a is a balanced ship, and it was flown by an exceptional pilot, and he got luck to go with his skill, and it finished first. Um, we can't jump 
we 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 should not jump to a conclusion that Dengar is too good from one from one really good finish in a in a big tournament. So let's not do that. Um, let's get more data. Let's let other people fly Dengar and other jump masters for that matter, and then yep. see where that goes. Now that is contrasting with the data that we have on the winner of the <laughs> Whisper Vader, Whisper Vader, Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, you know, I have to say, but for I, the longest. Oh, go ahead, Drew. Drew B. No, it's okay, Vince. Take you, it. you, 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 you took it. You took it. Uh, you, you gave it to me before, and I, and I lost your track. So go. Uh, I just wanted to say, for the longest time, that I always questioned why one would take the Grand Inquisitor over Fell, um, because I'm aggressive to a fault, and I just. You guys know how I am. Um, I think I've, after seeing so many games of it, I finally accepted that in that group, in that, in in what those ships are supposed to do, the roles they have in the list, you can't take Fell. Um, yeah, you can't afford Fell. Yeah. Well, he's only yep. one more point. Uh, oh yeah, a, a naked Fell is one more point. Uh, uh, even Crackshot Fell is two more points. I mean, yeah, like. Yeah. Inquisitor is there. There's a there's a couple of things going. Inquisitor is m- simply more survivable than Fell, unless exactly. Fell is flown perfectly. Yes. And the second thing that sort of is related to that is Inquisitor is much better bait than Fell. Uh, people, for whatever reason, you see this when you watch games. People think they can kill the Inquisitor much more yeah. easily than they actually can. And they never think that yep. about Fell. With Fell, if anything, it's the opposite. With Fell, if anything, it's if I don't get a block, there's just no point in even trying to kill him. Um, with the Inquisitor, it's like, oh, I can get the Inquisitor. He's the, the Inquisitor, man. Have you not seen Rebels? He's wuss. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the value comes from with Inquisitor. But again, there are really no points to spare in this list. It's like what one ninety eight. Um, uh, with passive sensors, it's one ninety nine on both of them. Is it passive? I it was yeah, with passive sensors. Okay, so there's no, because remember the the Grand Inquisitor dropped. Yeah, he dropped a point. And there's not there's not really any points to to spare in the list for um for a fell that is worth taking over Grand Inquisitor, in my opinion. No, I I, well, the other- I agree. I don't know if yeah, the I other would have like, passive sensors with Fifth Brother on Whisper is just so offensively efficient. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, you're looking at a one point difference from the Inquisitor and Suntir, and the one point gets you two force and an extra, um, an extra shield. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Why would yeah. you not? Like, there's no, there's no, there's it. I it it sucks for me. I love Suntir Fell. I love the Ace and like you fly it perfectly every game, right? And of course, that doesn't. That rarely happens, <laughs> but with the Inquisitor, you get you get the extra padding and you get the Force, which is extra extra padding, and you're just like cool, like that's for one point. You can't you can't not take it. And you have those crazy knife fighting blues. Um, yes. Yep. So I um, despise the the dial on the Inquisitors. It's just so good. That's so good. It you like. It's one of the few dials that you could really argue doesn't have a weakness. Yeah. I mean, there's no one straight, but there are one banks and and blue one banks and blue one turns. That's just wow. Yeah. 
the the question with the dial is um, when do you when do you double action to stress yourself? And if you do, um, that is the only that is the only corner I put myself in where I'm like, oh, I need to go four forward or five forward, but there was on blue, right? So I'm still stressed. But uh, I would say four out of the five games that I've played like that, the Inquisitor has has survived four out of five times. It just just because it's like, oh, in the next turn I can hard one boost and focus, or barrel roll and focus, and and be right back in the fight. And it is, it, it's, yeah, there's it, there's very few corners to put yourself in with that dial where you have bad choices. At I mean, least if you know I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the TIE V1's dial. Uh, it turns better than any of the interceptors in the game, with a, with a uh, except for the TIE BA, um, with the blue one hard. It has the slow maneuvers of an X-Wing, except for a one forward. It has the K-Wing's or I'm sorry, not the K-Wing. It has the same turnarounds, essentially. It has comparable turnarounds to a B-Wing. It also has a long turnaround like an X-Wing. Yeah. Uh, and it's got three hards. Yeah. It's got white three hards. This this dial can can do literally everything. Yeah, and it's, a... it's it comes with, you know, good linked actions, a reposition into a mod, on top of the fact that nobody takes the ones that don't have mods on them. Um... And it, and it has what the, the what the X wing doesn't have, and that's called the evade the evade action. Yeah, and it's got this particular one has big orange numbers and force. Yep. Right on top of having missile slot, so they can hit harder, or the cheaper ones can hit harder. Then they then they um, arguably they should. To. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. I mean, I I I still don't believe in this gimmick that George. I'm not going to even try. Uh, the gentleman who came in twelfth. In Swiss, brought uh, fifth brother passive and homing missiles. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't believe in an I four with you know that you're relying on to, to spend that many points on that only has four health. Um, I think I'd rather just have the Grand Inquisitor, frankly, and maybe put concussion missiles on it if that well, or sense. The thing about that is, if if Vader and Suntir, um strip the shields from a target that fifth brother is terrifying but you know he's so vulnerable to you just going okay roll your dice i mean gee, yeah i mean he, like you can say it's a lot of dice vince it's a no, lot no, no, of no. it's a lot of dice so but here drew hear me out on this jeff go ahead finish what you're saying then i'm gonna then i'm gonna i'm gonna come back so you can say he's vulnerable to that but he does have re-rolls and and two force on offense on offense yeah right so he can't uh, un, uh, unless he doesn't get shot at he will never have the same survivability of the grand inquisitor or the little inquisitors because he will always be spending his action on passive i mean okay? i think that's i think that is correct i think there is a definite trade-off there uh offense for defense he right. is he is terrifying following two sixes in the offensive sequence Oh, um, definitely. I, I agree with you. Here's the problem. If I see him, I'm just going to go for him. Well, yeah, as long as you disguise it, because if you don't disguise it, then you're taking range ones from Vader and, and Suntir all day. Yep. Is, uh, is Vince is falling into get, the same? Well, no, Drew. I mean, I've, I've played against Fifth Brother multiple times now, and this is how I've gotten him every time is 
I just don't. If Drew, your option, your other option is that you get let around on the nose by Vader and Fell. At least when Fifth Brother is on the board, you have something you can actually play offensively into because you know he has to come at you. And every time he spends force to try to add that crit, he's either not getting value out of his action, out of his his ability because he spent his force just modifying his homing missile, or he's not saving it for defense and then he's just rolling three die passive. So what is it? Um, so I, I mean, I assume then you're talking. Then you're talking about have what is fifth brother? He's like a net four, he, right? He's I four. Yeah, he's four. So you're he's talking four, about yeah. you're talking about threatening him with bigger orange numbers. No, he's talking about how I'm if uh, about the fifth brother me. engages, because like that's the thing, Vince. A, I think the biggest thing easy to attack target. But he's, he's not as easy to attack. It, but he's not though. If, if yeah, he decides if, to run, just like the Inquisitor can decide to run, he doesn't even need to. All he all he does is evade. If he evades, he's exactly like the Inquisitor, instead of passive sensors. And then the moment you That's turn away because you're somewhat. like, I'm gonna catch Stun Tier, or I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit Vader. Yeah. Then he then he passives, and then he's like, cool. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a truck in space. Exactly. It's gonna hurt. You, you have to if you if you decide you're gonna go after Fifth Brother. In my opinion, you have to disguise it. You have to, you have to faint yep. because he is he is slightly less defensive than than the Inquisitor because he's a lower orange number, but that's the only difference if he chooses to go defensive. It's not the only difference. He right. also can't deny your range one bonus. Oh, so no, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But and you you know what though, Vince, there is something there because being a lower initiative, he is gonna get he is gonna get shot at at range one. Yeah, you know, with other Vader. That's why the lower initiative is is worse for him defensively. But it's not like it's not like this huge chasm worse defensively. Um, you know, I, I just. I just don't I think, think he's very no, good. This is, you're, mm. I mean, I haven't played him yet, so I I, I actually just built a squad called Imperial Experiment using him. So um, I, uh, you know, I, I can't speak from experience, from direct experience. Um, I just, I think looking at him that offensively he's terrifying. So you, you, you certainly cannot allow him on the flank. You can't. Right. Yep. You, you, you can't you let him hit you from the side. Him on the flank, then you're allowing Vader and Fell on the flank. Well, you could, you can honestly, Jeff, if you, in your, in the way you're describing it, if I were of the same opinion of you as you, I would let Suntier Fell onto my flank faster than I would let Fifth Brother. I, I agree with that. I do right? agree with that. So yes. really, what we're, so really, I mean, at this, what we're talking about is, you play into him. And you go, all right, if you want value out of the, how much, I got to double check how much fifth brother is worth. I think he's 44, maybe a little bit more. Hang on. So Vince, Vince, what what you're saying? When he's built out this way. Tie V1. Yeah. 42. So so what Vince, what Vincent is saying is that he's Robert Muldoon and he's going to go into the Velociraptor trap because that's what they want you to do. And then he's going to kill the Velociraptor. So, guys, this build is two points cheaper than the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, which would you rather right. have? Uh, I'd rather have. Fit, I'd rather have. 
it depends yeah. on the style that you're flying. If you, if I am going to use the Inquisitor as try to bait my opponent out, and I and I expect to be successful with that, I'm probably going to have Inquisitor, and I'm probably going to have Whisper. Um, I'm I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit curious why the. So, I guess because he's got hate. And I'm just curious why this guy doesn't have uh, have whisper. Maybe he doesn't like it. Yeah, could be something. It that could simple. be personal preference. Possibly. Yeah, it really could be. Um, with these so, with these three I, it ships, depends on the style you... that you want to fly. Honestly, I I, I, yep. I can yep. I can certainly see the uh, the offensive appeal of Fifth Brother. Um, in this build specifically, because you've got the the fifth brother will dive in there. He doesn't care if he's not getting shots first first round of engagement if he's bumping something. Um, and even if he is bumping something, he probably barrel rolled or boosted and focused or evaded and intentionally got in someone's way. And you, whoever he's playing against is either gonna try to you know K turn to like get around him. At which point, fifth brother's gonna hard one and and face you and then have vader and suntier hit you from the side or if you dive for vader and suntier fifth brothers behind you like it's pretty it's uh, you know i know that initiative fours are not that good but having played um fuck what's his, uh, what's his name from resistance um kaz like the i4 is is you got to watch out for them because they especially one with with double reposition I really feel like the fifth brother in this build is used as a blocker at first, and once he gets behind you, it's all over. Yeah, I mean, he certainly could be used as a blocker for sure. I, I well, I, you know, this is one of those things that we'll see. I don't think there's anything in the Imperial Aces that he does that replaces that list. That replaces the current no, I, Vader uh, Whisper. I, I see it. I well, see I mean, it. But I, I do agree with Jeff. It's it's all the high flying. Yeah, yeah and, and if nothing else, he could you could plug him into Ollie's list, and you'd have a two point bid on the mirror. You'd have a two point bid on the mirror, but you'd also have an I four. Yeah, but you'd also have two uh, two I sixes. Oh no, not yeah, you have two sixes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have a but, six five four. Well, but you could. Though. But you could though. But you could though. You could have. You, I mean, you could run his list with the double sixes, and you could just pounce yeah, on Whisper. I, Whisper is a better. I, I know it's. I what? Oh, oh, Jeff, you know me so well. <laughs> just a better yeah, choice. Yeah. He, he's got a lot of points to spare, right? Like he's what's his he bid? Does. bid? It's like ten points there. Uh, assuming he dropped. Um, uh, let's see. I need an extra window. I think Fell's fifty-seven. That's one hundred and seven. Vader is. That's an. Ex- uh, it's only what six points more than the one he's running. Vader, uh, three points. Three points. Where are you, afterburners? Six points. Three points. Two points. Six points. Tie. Uh, tied. Man he's seventy-seven, right? Seventy-nine. Uh, interesting that he didn't use the force slot. It seems like a waste. Uh, passive sensors and the tie interceptor. What's the build on Fell? Just crack shot and shield upgrade. Crack shot and targeting computer. Yeah. Target targeting. Oh, ooh, he went crack uh, shield upgrade is way more expensive. He has a fourteen point bid. Fourteen point bid. Jesus Christ. Holy yep. cow. 
He left, uh, in my opinion, he screwed up by not having sense. I think if I was going to run an I-4 and I had a sense upgrade available, I would use it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, the then you don't need it, the bid. You can use the rest of the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. If you if you have sense, you don't bid. Yeah, but then what do you spend the points on? <laughs> you got nine points. You put a shield upgrade on Fell. Yeah, we've talked about that before. That's not. That's not yes, Jeff. It. We know you hate it. I I just rebuild well, that fell. Frankly, I wouldn't go <laughs> targeted computer. I'd rebuild that. Oh, I like that. Well, I like targeted computer, but I also like Doctor Krennic in list with Zunjir Fell with targeted computer. But that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. So I guess we got, should. Wait, he has a. Was it? Did you say 14. sixteen point bid? Fourteen. Fourteen, 14. 14. point bid. And that's that fell is fifty seven. Yep. Seventy one points. Hmm. You could get a really good whisper out of that. You get a get a couldn't you get an onyx defender out of that? Hmm. I think uh let's find out. I can check. Uh wrong squad. I, I'm I just guess, thinking about putting a defender in that list and watching people's eyes explode. He did really uh, you well. Could get, he obviously flew it well. Uh, you cannot get an Onyx defender. You can get a Delta, though. Delta and four points left. Uh, yep. Last thing, let's the last list we're going to go. I want to go over before we move on from this. Did James Ritter just fly out of his mind, or was I right about Padme a long time ago? He just flew well, out. I mean, it's Padme and Lumin. It, it's yes, yeah, Padme and Luminara, though. It is Padme and right? Luminara. Like, is that which I also yeah, mentioned so a long I, time I mean, ago? Yeah, I, you, I played you with that, and it was it was annoying as all hell. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good. Really it was. Really it was good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really, really yeah. good at triggering Luminara every time, and and. Um, keeping Padme um, on target without without being exposed defensively. Um, also, uh, she's the least valuable piece in this list. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. He just, he, yep. he yep. just blew it really well. That's what it comes down to. What was it? Uh, Jeff, I remember you saying there was something like on three dice, there was one in seven odds of Padme's ability triggering, something like that. Barring barring other factors, there's no, on three dice, there's only one in six that you're going to roll two focuses. Oh, better odds two than odds. I thought. Yeah. Um, the game um, where she, the, the game she played on stream, and I found this utterly hysterical, she, her power is actually insanely good against Inquisitors. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where it <laughs> popped up, was like, wait a minute, What? Everybody was kind of watching, yep, going, "Yeah, we never thought of this," <laughs> because it's they roll through for some reason. Those little bastards roll three paint every single time, mm. and it's guess what, bro? You get to modify one of those, and you're getting hit by a you know not double modded, but a a very pissed off wolf who is technically but, double modded. If but, uh, he on, has is, charge is there an actual real reason that she's really good against Inquisitors? What am I missing? Yeah, they can't because Inquisitors rely on being able to modify three dice. Rely on being able to modify all three dice. And if, you know, if they can't, they start dying. If they can't dodge three damage every turn, they start dying. It really is that simple. Okay. 
Yeah, on, I mean, on average, right, they roll blank focus evade, and they have the evade token and the force, right? So if they can't mod, if they only get to modify one focus, but they also lose an evade, like, they'll, they, they do tend to, to sh melt pretty, fairly quickly, barring average rolls on both sides. I just don't, I don't, I don't, what is Padme doing there that I'm missing? Well, it's, it, the, on the, per Jeff, on the perfect roll of evade focus blank, she does nothing. But on okay. any other roll, or on any roll that involves two focuses, which is on three dice, it's not terrible odds. It's one in six. We just talked about it. Okay, well, imagine we there's three of them. It, yeah. Jeff, imagine there's three of them on the board and you have four ships. Okay. How many times? You still have multiple how shots, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, how many times are you going to roll that? Yep, yep. The odds are ever so in the favor of the attack dice, as always. Um, which is not a bad thing, but yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, Vince. If Drew gets it, I'm on board. I'll get anything for the right price. What, what other what other diamonds can we pick out of here? Shout out to my boy Brady McCoy, the closest any Rebel player saw to the cut at 17. That sucks. That would piss me off. Yeah, he was he was he was just short a Darth Vader whisper and Grand Inquisitor. I liked the uh, <laughs> I think it was 19. I liked that list. That's the broadside the Jedi Knights. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's that's the way that force should work. You're you're I three, and you have to in order to get decent damage, you have to fly perfectly and get your bullseyes on. And they are monsters in um, hyperspace. They are yeah, just um, monsters. I just really I, I like that list a lot. Broadside is that broadside build is so just so perfect. Speaking just of somebody <laughs> that Padme would laugh at, broadside. Yeah. Vince, do you like do you like the rebel list? Wedge Thane, Jan, and AP five? Yeah. I no. No, in a word, no, I, thought I so. don't. Mm -hmm. Um Yay, double modded wedge. Too bad he's gonna get shot immediately because there's no reason for them to not just fly right through Thane and Jan Ors. Yeah. Like right, right. He's just wedges. And AP five is obvious, the know. obvious target there, and there's nothing they can do to protect him. I mean, no, you yeah. essentially Thane becomes his his bird dog. Like Thane is sitting out front, going, "Please, oh please, let them bump on me instead of shooting wedge." Yeah. And then you know, or you gank Jan, who's actually the most expensive ship in that list by yeah, far. By <laughs> like, that's a sixty six point shot. Jan. Yeah. And she's Oof. five health with two evade dice. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I mean, he flew. He had to fly it well to get seventeenth. But yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I don't care for the list. No, I. Yeah. This is not how I build rebel lists anymore. Essentially, um, because they just I haven't been able to make them work. Shout. I do want to point out, and I don't mean this as a slight to him, but it looks like he was not encountering the most fantastic of players on his climb to seventeen with a strength the schedule of point four one. Yeah, it is very low if you look at the surrounding mm -hmm. schedule. Comparatively, he probably, it is he's right. probably submarined and double submarined. Well, I, I, he probably had to go undefeated, or he's a four and one, a five and one at least. So that first game <laughs> probably ran into he might have run into a whisper, <laughs> whisper inquisitor fell or evader, and then no, just, he was four. He was four, right? Four games, no, four six wins, rounds. six rounds. Six, yeah, yeah, four, so from four, four two. two. It yeah, he two. okay. Yeah, we went four two. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It's all good. You're new here, Vince. It's okay. Math <laughs> is hard. Um, <laughs> let's go down to thirty and give a shout out to our guy running double Onyx Squadron and San Marana. <laughs>
Wow. That's hilarious. Oh, wait, right below him, Jeff, your uh, this is your boy. Ask me why. Why? Because he has three copies of Brilliant Evasion. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm wow. sorry, I had to do it. You know I had to do it. Oh. Um, our very own uh, champion of the Militant Casual Open, Mr. Sean Bowman, came in 35th with his now infamous Rack Whisper. Um, had a good game against him a couple days ago. It didn't go well for wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. No, we. you missed this, man. You missed this. He brilliantly evaded winning the whole tournament, and he got 32nd. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's not out of the 100. Shout out to Hey. That's that's still pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. Here's something interesting. 39 through 42 are all two-ship scum lists. They're all two-ship scum. Yeah. Fenguri, Boba Crassus, Boba Frost, Boba Frost. I, I wonder if that's just an odd yeah. little – it has to be just an odd trick of results. Do you know if anyone has taken the math on where lists wind up? For example, this patch of four players, like, do they all? I mean, that it's it that that math seems off as far as like it's not consistent to use data like that is not consistent to use. Does that make sense? I was just asking if there's which is why I think it's one. It's it's like that uh, first or, time we looked at the uh, uh, what was it, the sinker swarm, and in a tournament with like half the list were imperial aces, he got to the top table and avoided every single imperial aces player. Jeff, I know you remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. yep. We were just kind of going, how the fuck did this happen? (laughs) Yeah. Matchup log, man. It's a real thing. Yep. Um, And that is so awesome. Do you think that will be implemented in future tournaments? Like the match, like obviously we have a matchup log, but like, like actually for, for like live tournaments, because that, that seems one of the best ways to get data too, right? You can look at someone's list and be like, oh yeah, they never faced the triple um, Imperial aces. And you, and, you know, always oh, that why they got any, you can do it on any TTO. Mm, I mean, okay. theoretically you can deep dive into the, into the data like that. There's just so there, there gets to be the deeper you go into a tournament and, and results, the more noise you get in the data, because you've got people that have stopped really caring that much. They don't, they don't want to go Makes home, sense. but on the other hand, they don't, you know, it's not, if they're not, it's all, it's the, the, the middle tables and the late tournament are all super fly casual, man. Yep. Uh, yep. Oh yeah. Well, no, that's the thing too, right? You pay for the tournament. You want to be able to play, even if you're like, you know, X and X and four, right? Like right. people will be there just to be there. Yeah. And so, so you start getting a lot of noise introduced so that the data, the, the deeper you go in gets, gets less valid, less worthy of, of conclusions. Right, right. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm scrolling through this and I am not shocked. I really uh, like. I mean, I I love the variety and I and I chalk that up to to it being people with X-wing fever. Basically, they're like, oh, I get to play a competitive X-wing. I'm I'm just gonna fly something fun. Um, well, the, and here's another thing: people might have been this. This could be all stuff that people played against their friends. You know, oh, in sure. local events that they ran wild with, and they're like, "Fuck, this might work." Um, yeah, sure. And I think I, I I have to wonder if Marco Tamlin got caught up in that at number thirty-one with four Cavern Angel Zealots and two Bandit Squads. That's a good squad, dude. No, it's that, not. 
It is. That is a is. solid, solid squad. No. Drew, okay. do your do your Dude. emperor impression. Uh, no. I, uh, my emperor impression? No, no, no. Thank you. That is not Power. a good right. Yeah, that is not a good Dude. squad. Solid, solid squad, man. I'm no. sorry if you can't see that, but that is 32 Get a load of points, uh, two agility, 18 um, or 16 uh, red dice. That is a solid squad. Awesome blockers. It's 16 dice if they fly right into you. I mean, you know, that's excellent. If you run into somebody who knows what they're doing, you're going to lose three ships before you ever get to shoot. The dude got 31st out of 148. It is a solid squad. I'm not saying that. That means he's three and three. No, it's four and two. It's right there. Oh, all right. Fair point. <laughs> Math is hard. No, I forgot that number was what there. I, I was going to demo V. Yep. Oh, you're all good. I'm I'm baffled by this red line and Vessery. It's it's a two ship. It's a two ship imperial build. You said you said Vessery, what? Ve- yeah, Vessery Juke collision detector HLC red line fire control systems proton torpedoes cluster missiles fifth brother proton bombs and a shield upgrade. What in <laughs> the name of God? <laughs> There's so many upgrades on Red Line. Oh my gosh. It's the that Frank had to have been fun to fly, though. It's the Frankenweb yeah. build. It's, it's, it's Frankenline. That's what it is. It's the Frankenline monster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think oh I, my gosh. From now on, when we're doing this, when we're doing this, we should go through and we should pick the list that we we give props to because they finished higher than they had any right to finish. Uh, okay, the guy who won, who went and did thirty first wow. with four cavern angels and two blacks and two bandits. That's me- that's mean. <laughs> we'll no, do that, I'm, but I'll shout I'm out people to to fly this stuff, man. It's awesome. I'm talking genuine complimentary. I I, I know mean. what Jeff is going for, and I agree. I'm and I'm starting with Marco Tamlin at thirty one. Um. I mean, I, I I think you definitely underestimate that list, but that's fine. Um, I'm gonna go with Reese James at 27 personally. <laughs> that is just that is just the, a list of just good ships that really don't do anything together. They just the ugliest first order salad in the history the of ugly, mankind. First order salad with Lieutenant LeHuis in it. What? Uh, what I remember why people were running him. Uh, hang on, dang dude, he's the he is the only he is the only um foe player in the top twenty uh, in the top thirty. Is he seriously? Well, yeah, he's the only one. Reese James, right there. I just I just I just double checked it. Holy cow! Another another honorable mention would be Aaron Dater at uh, at twenty two. Nam Lum, Justero, Tarani, Soul Sixa. Uh, Soul Sixa, I don't think man. That, that I don't think that list finished higher than it's supposed to. I mean, no, no, no. Because think about it: you've got Justero, and you've got multiple ways of setting off Justero, including the most hilarious one, which is Nam Lum as a blocker with feedback array. Oh yeah, I love that. No, no <laughs> which doubt. is amazing. Yep, yep. That's old school. Yeah. Um, then you know, Soul Sixer with Prox Mines and Bomber Seismics and Bomber. Oh, 
quick. Yeah, it's I'm just so a sorry. lot of moving parts to to keep straight and to get to get going. Yep. Yeah. I have to I have to I have to correct myself real quick before we continue. Um 23 23rd place uh 5 Zeta Squadron Survivor with homing missile passive sensors. Yeah, yeah. one of the darlings a few months ago when everybody had no idea what the world was going to look like. Little oh, dude, let's just take they 5 the, damage a turn. It's going to be really good. No, it fucking wasn't. Yeah. They're the they're the top uh, foe player. So 23rd. I do like the guy that brought heavy laser cannons on the cartel spacers. Why? Because I can. <laughs> he brought four, three different kinds of cannon on three on seven cartel spacers. That's just beautiful. It's despite, dude. They're like the they're like the space Honda. You can slap anything on them. And the funny thing is, no ion cannon, which I would argue is probably the best cannon on a cartel spacer. Uh, I think Octor Khan would agree with you if I can find his list again. Yeah, he's up there at twelve, I think. Somewhere yep. around there. With control F, control cannon. F. <laughs> uh, yep. Nine. Uh, two recruit, two zealous recruit fangs, four cartel spacers, two tractor beams, two ion cannons. By the way, he got jacked in his last round. Yeah. Uh, Octor should have made the final table, but his dice betrayed him on what he was essentially really his well game-winning shot. What's up, Jeff? He flew really well, from what I saw. He yeah, really and well. he had the second highest. Strength of schedule in the entire top cut. Wow. I think I saw a guy with 0.67. Yeah. Rich, actually, we should give a shout out. Richard Herman had the hardest climb to the top four of anyone. Like, he played the best of the best. That He's rack. got the super rear admiral chair new. That yeah, I was yeah, gonna say that rack is you you huge. you of all people will appreciate that, Drew. <laughs> yeah, he got I, he, I know I was I was like, I want to play this. He got schooled in his final game, though. It was just like, yeah. Oh, what he play? Was it the triple? Anything with the academy pilots? They were just, they were irrelevant because they were ignored as they should be. And he couldn't, he couldn't find a way to, to make them an unignorable wall. He couldn't, he couldn't pull it off. No, Sheeran who burned, and then they got, they got chopped up one by one, basically. I am, I'm just impressed that people are able to able to play Shirno with without and without boosting you know whether it's Moft or Gerard or now that it's Ill, now that you can't do it anymore the engine upgrade but um right right I don't even want to imagine what the decimator was like with an engine upgrade oh it was a it was a that was a nightmare yeah was, I'm it was, was it, it's like it was like the inquisitor it was like the inquisitor dial like there was, Drew, there was so had, little you could do to stop it. Decimators in our first uh, in our first finals. Yeah, that was my first uh, my first uh, competitive outing, and you know what? I played through that entire tournament not knowing that it no, was the tournament that it was. I thought it, I thought it was like a follow up to it, and then I learned uh, during our game, Jeff, uh, right before our game, that it was the like the store champ. And yeah. and that was what we were playing for, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like, <laughs> but that wasn't your first competitive outing because we played at um, no, we played at Black Diamond yep. Games. Yep. Our alpha there. That is, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Last one I want to ask you guys about: twenty sixth place, Mike Winek, double gray squad with ion turrets and protons. I like that. A K wing like with barrage, Sabine, and seismic. Jake with crack shot. Blount with crack shot. Yep. I love that. I like it a lot. I, I, it's a lot of, lot of health, a lot of damage. So, a, yes, it's a lot of health, but the other thing is everybody's ability is proccing probably every single turn. Like, you, there's probably not a lot of turns where you're not getting four dice out of Blount. 
just because the K-Wing is like, hmm, who do I want Blount to get four, four dice on this turn? Let me slam right in front of him. Yep. And drop his side yeah. turn next turn. That too, yeah. But I just, you know, I'm I'm coming back around to trying to put Lieutenant Blount on the table in my mad scientist-esque experimentation on TTS. And the only thing he can't do is fight Aces, unfortunately. That's the only thing he can't do. The, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying the only thing he can't do is smoke aces? <laughs> wow, fine, fine. fine. I'll, I'll laugh. I'll laugh. Yeah, because he's... Yep, yep. There you go. There you go. The only thing he can't no smoke right. is aces. No, but he's, you he's so no cheap. Right. He is He is extremely <laughs> cheap. He's he's really cheap. He's... Re- like, every list I, put, I play with Rebels when I try to build Rebels has Jake and has Blount, because they are just... Point for point, like, you know, they're not they're not the best, but they're also not bad by any long shot. No, Blount, I think probably his two best friends in Rebels are unfortunately two that have fallen off the map a little bit. Arvel and Nora in a Y-Wing. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. Hey, speaking of, I broke out my... Um, my Rogue Squadron Nora... Uh, thing against the player in Vassal the other day, and I had fun with it. I love that list. Two two rogue E's and Nora. Two rogue E's and Nora. Yeah, interesting. It's, oh. it, the th- the thing that's so cool about it is everybody thinks that they can kill Nora in one or two rounds. Yep. And yep. so it's like they they set up opposite Nora, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you <laughs> just fit again. You know, it, it. You know, if the the thing is, if you don't range control right, and they catch her at range two, they're right. You know, she's yeah, she's dead. The the turn. <laughs> but uh, but if you're good at range control, then they just have no idea. They're they're just like, how could I only have done four points of damage in that turn? Or or if you're really gangster, you put burners on her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There it is. I knew you would get it. And you can't afford the Rogue Squadrons, and they are so much fun. I just, I love them so much. How much are you spending on Nora if you can't afford two 60-point Rogue Squads? Well, the thing is, my Rogue Squadrons are Fire Control, R3, and Afterburners. So, because the whole point is, they set up opposite Nora, and they try to kill Nora, and my Rogue Squadrons get there really, really fast. I fucking bet they do. And uh, so, you know, if you... You'd have to give up the afterburners on one of the rogues to give to put it on a ship that is definitely going to die, albeit just not as fast as they think it is. I only say that because if you're worried about range control, slapping burners on something with a red four straight is really not that bad. No, it's, oh, you're stressed. It's really, it's it's fucking bad. Solid suggestion. <laughs> it really is. Oh, but all right, I think we have mined all the. Uh, all the diamonds we are likely to find out of this particular event. I know that I'm going to try Hooker Crook to get into the next one just because I like to lose on stream. Um, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. I am so glad that we're finally back to doing what we were meant to do, which is reviewing large events. Let's go ahead and sign off, gentlemen. Y'all have a good week. Take care, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Uh, we will be taking a break. Uh, next week, but we will have an episode pre-recorded for you, and then we will be back on track in two weeks. So just be on the lookout for that. We will do our best to make sure the content, as ever, stays at a steady stream.
Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. 